Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Hey, that was a good fade hey. out. I was very y'all, proud y'all of you. nailed me. that today, I think. Well done. Thanks. Every, everyone did their part perfectly. Everyone did their part, really. I'm just really <laughs> proud of us, guys. What did you think of it, Paul? Oh, crickets. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Paul's not here. That's my Paul's joke. Yeah, that's my joke that's for a, the day. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Using the sound effects. So we're going through the... Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Man. Which means that we're talking about uh, our church on wait. Sundays. What What? What are you... Oh, I had a Groundhog Day connection there to wait the way you said that, which must mean we're at Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> which must mean we're at Gobbler's <laughs> which Knob. Which must mean we're talking about the pillars or the mottos or, or the, the mottos. one, just one yeah. of those. Every yeah. January Something... we focus on one of them. Or one set of them, or yeah. One kind of which that. I really appreciate because that never happened, um, you know, in, in in any other church that I was a part of. We never talked about like you went to church. I ain't every once in a while, <laughs> whether he needed to or not, whether I needed to or not. So you said, but that, but that wasn't a regular. That thing. wasn't a regular thing. We didn't talk about like uh, what we as a uh, local congregation are trying to accomplish together, mm-hmm. like what. What our uh, so actual I, I, mission is? What we're I mean, if a lot of churches don't do it. Want to. what was the reasoning behind us wanting to do it? Be, For probably that because we don't like. They, I mean, it's the <laughs> I'm, same I'm, kind I'm of. I'm genuinely just just asking. It's the same kind of thing with devoted uh, Sundays yes. that yes. like explaining intentional like well, just explaining what we're doing mm-hmm. um, and not assuming that everybody knows, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's going on. And that actually like, it made me think Chris and I don't, I'm not trying to like get up on a Sunday and preach or anything like that. But like, we, we probably need to talk at some point about worship um, and, and why we do things the way that we do kind of the, the purpose behind it. The, the fact that we're not an ultra like talkative worship team Mm. or anything like that, but, but still with the mentality of like we're 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 wanting you to engage. What is right? what is what would you classify as an ultra talkative worship team? I an ultra talkative worship team in my mind is the the worship leader who who f- feels like they've got to say something every time there's not music playing. Mm-hmm. Um which we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um we don't you know, and we're not mm. we're not given like throwing out commands in the middle of uh, commands. I shouldn't have said that in mm. a way that sounded derogatory. <laughs> we're not throwing out like instructions for people to raise hands or to, you know, lift up mm. a praise offering to the Lord or, you know, like it, the, the guys, the, mm. those worship leaders, which mm-hmm. I again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with right. that. You're That's just, just not who just we not, are. It's not us, right? Um, and so, like, understanding, like, w- you know, why is this a thing? Um, mm. And why why do we why do we make the decisions that we do? Because it, you know, I think I think that it could look like a passive thing. Okay. It could look like a we didn't think about this thing. Oh, interesting. Mm. And that's not the case. And that's not like a. Um covering ourselves moment. Like I think that we, uh, I think that because we talk about why we do other things, we should probably talk about that at some point. Yeah. It'd be worthwhile. But 
Mm. And we just and we just talked about devotion this past Sunday. Yeah, just talked about devotion. We're moving into hospitality. Um, these these pillars, like I feel like we could spend so much more time on them mm. than we get to. Uh, but again, we'd we'd rather be walking through a passage of scripture. Mm. I think that's our comfort zone. That's uh, in my opinion, what yields the most fruit. Oh yeah, um, and so I think that we we should get back to that mm-hmm. as quick as we can. But this is this is necessary and helpful, and mm-hmm. I I hope that it also bears fruit in what we're yeah um, tying into. Uh, I guess the the unity of the church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Chris, it's when just we just forget these things. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It just or, it just yeah. comes down to that. We we forget to do them. They don't come naturally. We're we're naturally self-absorbed, yeah. Um, and that's a. I just I just think we need those reminders. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Mm-hmm. And we and we come back to them over and over again. When Chris, when you come back to something like this, which I feel like this doesn't happen very often because of the nature of the expository preaching that we do. But right. when you come back to topics that you've hit before, like these, on an annual basis, are you coming at it like with a completely blank slate, or no. do you have like I'm not oh, sure okay, Chris I'm, comes to anything with a yeah, well, exactly. I, I just don't know. Or are you looking at like okay, what did I say last time? How do I just oh for sure like I, I'm just coming yeah. at my what I did last time with fresh eyes. How does how do you kind of think through that? Oh yeah, I, I certainly mean, go back and look at the. Last and I will tell you all, like I'd, I'm going to say it with him in the room. This is one of the <laughs> things that I think that we're really blessed by um, with having Chris um, leading our church is is there's there's a lot of information that's bouncing around in his head, um, wing, and a wing, lot wing. of that is is not uh, stationary. Mm. Um, he's he's constantly adapting um, the information that he's gaining every year into what he's, um, mm-hmm. and now our church is growing and, and I, changing I think that and that's, stuff. that makes a lot of sense. I think that helps, um, a lot. So I, I, I do have so. a quick question too, with, um, when we were part of the South campus, did we still do the same? Like, was that something that you brought or that our existing leadership brought of devoted Sundays and no, we brought um, that. Okay, devoted and, Sundays and, was and kind of state of the church pillars hitting that on the new year. Did or? we do devoted Sundays when we we're part of First Baptist? I don't remember. I don't think so, um, because we were, we were in the midst of trying to figure out how to do it. Okay, um, and sense. I just don't. I don't remember the timeline very well. And right. that, like, honestly, the the transition to South Spring takes up like a chunk of my brain that it's hard to remember what was going on around it yeah, for right. me. Like that. I just, I don't, that makes sense. I don't, uh, um, okay. Recall that, but I, I do remember like we were constantly trying to figure out like, how often do we do this? What's the best way to do this? Like, should we, right. we, you know, the, the concept, I know the idea that, uh, um, we're, you know, free to fail. Like, mm-hmm. Everything, you know, what's the phrase? We're oh flexible. You hold everything loosely. No, the the failure phrase. Failure is always an option. Failure is always an option. Has like it's been a part of um, our DNA since we were 
uh, First Baptist. So that that I definitely remember was the case, which meant that we could try a lot of different things to see right um, how to do it or or what how we were going to do it. Um, and so I know that we were in the midst of trying things. I'm not sure we did devoted Sundays before we were South Spring, but maybe we did. And Even I'm if just we not did, it, <clears throat> it still came from us. Yeah, I did, that was not a. First Baptist. Okay. No, thing. that was that. There was a more traditional so my, style. My other question then with that is did it come up from, hey, we should do this? Or was it more of a conversation of how often should we do um, the Lord's Supper? How often should we do this? And it's like, well, both. And, okay. Because I just didn't know if it was like, no, it was. This is, this is the thought from the beginning, or this was a no. kind of an evolution of. It definitely we're having an, these other conversations. It was an evolution, but I think it was an evolution that that had a an, a spark of epiphany inside uh-huh. of it. I don't I don't okay. remember it being a. Um, we cool. did this one thing, and then that was like, oh, that means that we should do it like this. It was right, like, right, a, right. Hey, what if the 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 mandate came from the devoted Sundays? From, <clears throat> I mean, it it really came from the fact that growing up. There was never a, a an understanding for me of why we did what we did, and so we did. You know, at, at the school I was at, we did communion essentially every week at the Episcopal school, mm-hmm. and then um, at church we did it once a quarter, and they were different. and And I had I didn't know as a as a young person I never had any concept. I don't know that I ever heard a sermon explaining mm-hmm. or a conversation explaining what these things were. What do mm-hmm. they mean? And I've been stunned here at how often I talk to people and get their life story, like in premarital counseling or something, and they'll describe, they will equate baptism to salvation. Yeah. Then I'll say like, so tell me about your conversion. Like the one, they'll tell well, me a whole baptized. life story and not mention it. Yeah. And then you go, hey, this is seems like there's a gap in here. Where, you know, tell me about when you put your faith in Christ. And they will answer, well, I was baptized when I was. I'm like, no, that's great, that's awesome. So I assume before that, then you put your faith in Christ and... And they just equate those, yeah, and just bad theology. They don't I know. I will say, like, I didn't like. I, I I don't remember. Here's the thing: I don't remember a sermon um, of my dad saying these are not the same thing, right? And I don't remember a sermon about the Lord's Supper. Um, I I just I I don't have that like strong memory, but I do know that I did have a a good understanding of what these were and that baptism was not salvation and, you know, all those things. So I I know it was laid for me. I just don't remember it. Mm. Um, And so I think part of, uh, part of what I love about what we do is this, like, we're going to do this over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to mention this over and over and over again because our our brains, like we just need repetition. I don't, right. I don't. I mean, God knew that. That's why the that's why Ebenezer's is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here, guys, just put a huge pile of stones. Right. And in case you get blind to the pile of stones, I've got I've got these children for you that are going to ask you, what's up with the stones. And you have to tell them what's up with the stones, and that's right. going to help you remember what I did. With, you know that the stones are right. Mm-hmm. You know it's like okay, we we need yeah. that. That's yep. cool. And then the the so whether it's so we have these seasons like Easter and Christmas and these seasons that are meant to remind us of certain very important things. Mm-hmm. 
we take somewhere between one and four Sundays in January typically. And some some years it's only one or two Sundays and some it's all January. Um, and we teach through some of these vital habits that we need to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. And so this like this last week, devotion, being reminded what devotion really is. And it's just a recentering, a, a refocusing our attention. And because I, I think the vast majority of people in our church would say that they're devoted to Christ and devoted to his mission in their life. But mission drift is very real. And so being reminded, oh, yeah, that's that's what we're supposed to be doing here. That's who we are here. That's who we're supposed to be living out. And then with hospitality, <coughs> it's just... Uh, it's it should be the easy one of the easiest things for churches to be as hospitable um and it's still so many churches fail at it it's just uh, unconscionable to me how many churches fail at hospitality even just at the base the most basic levels and then how do we so how do we greet new people how do we greet strangers and how do we greet them and tend to them and serve them and so i've i've got a thought okay I don't know uh, if hospitality is less than it used to be. Um, I, I don't. I don't have any like. I don't have any data here, so please forgive me for this supposition. I am. I am throwing out a, a, a thought about hospitality in my mind. Um, so we in in this connected world that we live in now incredibly incredibly connected everybody's always being bombarded with information about things that are going on right all over the world um i think that has you know you i think there's been some uh commentary on uh that that being one of the contributing factors to some tribalism that's happening, some like getting, you know, stuck in a, in a vacuum of like people that, that only think or talk like you and and stuff like that. Um, it, it occurs to me every time I'm on the internet that like I am being bombarded by everybody's trouble all the time. Mm. And I'm not sure we're like made for that. No, I'm like I'm confident we're not. That's that's a God thing. Like God's made for that. Made right. for that. God is God <laughs> is able to do that. There you go. Um, we're not able to do that. Um, and so I think that you know we can barely do it with the three or four people who I really mean, should be responsible. Maybe, right. Maybe twenty people. Um, I think I think there's there's like a, a fatigue that turns into apathy that sets in real fast. Um, and social media, like which was designed to give us those, you know, endorphin hits and everything like that, is now like creating uh, sort of this. I mean, it's a it it is absolutely a dry well. <laughs> like, I don't right. I don't know how to um, say it another way, um, but. I think I think that there's there's now this thirst uh, for community, actual community instead of the online community, and I think that hospitality, like in person, becomes a hard thing because 
well, this is where I'm actually getting my community. And so I'm looking for my community. Like you've said, um, you get those, you know, positive reinforcements from your brain every time you make eye contact with somebody that you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, 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 that may be part of why it's so hard for us now is that we're, we're forced into caring about other people, um, all the rest of the time or, you know, being canceled. And then you get to church and you want to just be with your people, but then there are these guests and you're like, well, what do I do with them? Mm-hmm. And it is a like, that's a hard thing, but it's also like, that's a, that's an incredible opportunity to welcome them into being, you know, belonging. And, right. and it's a gift that we can give. And then, you know, when we do that and we get them involved with a small group and stuff like that, then we can actually find that community inside of those things. I think that it's the church is not a dry well. <laughs> right. And I think that I think that there's there's some extra things that we're fighting now that we didn't used to have to fight. Mm-hmm. And I think hospitality, I mean, falls in line exactly with the gospel, how the grace of of Jesus bridges those gaps, mm. you know? And because, you know, we we have that unity in in Christ that we don't have Greek or Jew, slave or free. Mm-hmm. Like we are Christ is all and Christ is in all. And so we have that ability to say, look, we don't know where you're coming from exact you know, yet, but we know that you have a place here yeah. mm-hmm. because of Jesus. And I love that we can do that even by simple hellos, donuts, you know, breakfast. Right. Feeling that welcome, feeling that hospitality, we're able to do that well because of mm-hmm. because of the grace that is that is given to us. Absolutely. And I love that. Yeah, that's going to be our focus. This so the hospitality one is is going to be the focus this week, and and hospitality just being hospitable is a discipline. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know that it comes naturally to anybody. Um, I've met some people though, that it feels like they're just, I, they're either so disciplined yeah. that it, uh, it, it's just, it feels natural. And believe me, there are plenty of people that like have other disciplines that seem natural to me. So I'm not right, discounting right, that exactly. at all. Um, but <clears throat> I, I have, I've met some people that are incredible at it and it's just, it's kind of their personality. It, well, it seems like their personality. Well, it is, a, it I, is one of the gifts of yeah. the spirit. Yeah. And so I just I think being good at it though mm. is is always going to be a discipline because what we do is we fill up those 20 slots. Mm-hmm. And and then even if we're hospitable, it's like I'm now I'm looking for those 20 people. Now I'm looking around for however many of those. Mm-hmm. And so the the decision to continue to help somebody else experience being wanted, being welcomed, fitting in. This is a place where I can go. Um, I was talking to so my government speech class. They just delivered their first speeches. And so here you have a bunch of students from, you know, eighth grade up to seniors in high school and delivering speeches, the two-minute speech they had to memorize, and almost all of them are panicked. I mean, and so we debriefed today, why do we get panicked in public speaking? Like what is it about getting up in front of people that I mean, it's the number one. At least at one point, it was the number one reported fear in America. That if you just, as you say to people, 
what's your number? What's what are you most afraid of? They will answer if you give leave it a blank. Now, if you if you put a list out there, they will sometimes choose other, other things. things. But but if you just ask people, what are you most afraid of? Speaking in front of people always comes higher than death. Yeah, what was that comedian that made the joke about? It? Which means yeah, that if you were at a funeral, you'd rather be the person in the casket than the, the person giving the eulogy. That's exactly right. So apparently a lot of Americans, that's the case. <laughs> so it's a, but we discussed that today, and there's just something, we are an attachment-based species. We're a herd-based or pack-based species. We are, we, we, we want people around us who we know will die for us or kill for us or support us or comfort us. And so we even discussed, the class did a great job discussing, okay, what if it was a group of strangers is that is that more difficult or less difficult, and and why? And it was really intriguing to hear them really funnel down to, I think for the most part. So one is it's really hard with people you know. If especially there's one or two people in the room, you really want to impress. Mm. So like if there's a if you're a guy and there's some girl you've got a crush on, it makes getting up and giving a speech really hard because there's a there's a, a herd you want to join, so to speak. There's a, mm. a pack you want to join, and you haven't been welcomed into that yet. But aside from that, doing it with friends is easier because no matter how bad you bomb, you're still going to be their friend. After Like, this is a herd. I already belong here. This is my, this is my friend group, and I would have to bomb so ridiculously bad in order like, for them to reject ooh. me. <laughs> it's like they might hassle you over it for the rest of your life. You might get a nickname based on it, but you still belong. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, not sure I want to belong anymore. Exactly. But but they really narrowed it down to like my peer group, but of strangers. So if it was a whole bunch of people my age, and this was my like my first time to interact with them was to deliver a speech in front of them. That would be the worst. And we unpack. Well, that's yeah, because you don't want to be rejected by these people. You don't want to be rejected. And so it's, welcome to jury duty. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just mean, I mean, you know, like that may be part of the reason everybody hates jury duty. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's all strangers and we don't know them. who's safe and who isn't. And, yeah. and so all of those emotions are very, very strong and and helping them. You know, the only times I feel any sense of nerves when I speak nowadays is weddings and funerals. And it's because there's usually a whole bunch of people there I don't know. And this is a very high, uh, high at margin when it comes, or low margin when it comes to error. Like you can't mess it up and get away with it. Um, <laughs> and a lot of weddings are recorded too. So oh, yeah. And then it, Holland talked about on. that in the class today. He said, Do you think that's worse now because we know? It's not just that I may mess up; I may become a meme, mm. and so so even then we discussed. Yeah. There are people acting like idiots intentionally trying to become a meme. What is what is that about? What are they trying to accomplish? Right. But this bonding attachment thing is such a massive motivator for us as humans. We can't even. It's almost like the water we swim in. We don't even know it's there. It's so all present. Yeah, and it's a bit of interesting. I I so this is, you know my. I guess big thought on it is the is the like uh, a lot of what Colson was talking about that we um, we don't come from a position of deficiency with hospitality. Right. We don't come from a position of need um, with community. Um, as I'm talking about Christians, sorry, right? Um, and I I hope therefore our church. But we we come from a position of abundance, like right. We have 
generations and generations and generations, like so many uh, across the ages, um, uh, family, community, whatever you want to um, call it, that we belong to. Right. Um, and and the ultimate host as our father. Um, we 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 don't have to fear rejection because of that. Um, we don't have to fear any of that because we it's it's the a lot a lot like you know you've talked about the um you know when we talk about the uh, debtors and the 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 debtor who uh like the forgiven much yeah the guy who's who's been forgiven mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his debt then going out and trying to strangle the guy who owes him money like no yes. you you have been forgiven that debt in order to forgive those debts mm-hmm. that are owed mm-hmm. to you okay. like you and and be because of that like abundance that we have like we we belong to all of these people, you know, putting ourselves out there to welcome someone new is nothing. We belong to all of these people. Like we, right. We mm-hmm. have, we have generosity built into mm-hmm. um, our position and generosity has such mm-hmm. a big uh, relationship with hospitality. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is we've been shown so much hospitality essentially. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can show we've been shown so much hospitality. Whatever the by, whatever by the sure whatever the thing is that would keep you from showing hospitality. Yeah, I don't know that being shown hospitality is the thing that actually frees you up to yes. show hospitality. Yeah, but like you, you know, this uh, whatever um, thing it is, whatever uh, resource it is that feels small. On right. you has been given to you in abundance mm-hmm. in order to be able to do this, and um, it just means that there's there's not I I I I relate it with not not having um a consequence for it, like we don't have a consequence for showing hospitality mm-hmm. that didn't cost us anything at the basic level. At the, at the start level, I mean, it costs us something in that, mm-hmm. like when we talked about with Abraham, it costs him his fine flour, his fatted calf, his yeah, the greeting level, it doesn't yet. But he, he, you know, he's doing it on behalf of not not just himself, but the person who's giving him all the flour right. and the fatted calf and all of that. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that saying. it shouldn't oh, cost you anything. It costs us anything. something. It it's costs just we've us been something. given so much yeah. more. But we've been given so much yes, more. Yes, yes, yes. That it's not... Oh yeah, it's, it's not the same thing. That's exactly. And right. I'm not saying that hospitality shouldn't cost you anything in the sense of like you should like if if you feel like you're being pressed, then you're <laughs> right. doing it wrong. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have the freedom to do it mm. uh, because of everything that we've been given, and because right. the person who gives us everything that we need has told us to do it. Right. And so, all right, if this if this takes mm-hmm. the last jar of oil that I have great right because I know the guy who's in charge of the oil mm-hmm. yep that's a great yeah, that's, a really that's a good example yeah it'll yeah. be fun to unpack again as always 
be encouraged. Mm-hmm.